0: Cornstalk Heights in small-town America, welcome to The High Road. We're the new voice of the exhausted majority. Here now is your host, Donnie Hall. Hello and welcome to the program. From high atop Fern Hill, this is The High Road. I'm your host, Donnie Hall. The big news of the day is... The United States Congress, once again, has a Speaker of the House. Our new Speaker, Louisiana Republican Mike Johnson, virtually came out of nowhere. And although he claims he was not actively seeking the Speaker's gavel, he was confirmed by no less than 100% of House Republicans. Who saw that coming? According to The Atlantic, Johnson's ascension to a post second in line for the presidency has been the fastest in modern U.S. history. The new speaker has also closely aligned himself with former President Trump, where he fought tirelessly to try to overturn the 2020 presidential election, to which he would not comment to the media on the issue after being sworn in as speaker. I can tell you right now, Mr. Johnson is no Paul Ryan, but we have to leave some wiggle room here to see if his wife's prayers are working and to see what he may be able to accomplish. Just remember, being an ultra con or ultra conservative is not a free pass. The ultra cons or Trumpers are are not the majority in the GOP House. If he strays too far from the high road, the same fate that befell Kevin McCarthy could happen to him. It's been done. They know how to do it, and it could and probably will happen again. All right, more of the program in 30 seconds. We'll be right back. From the Smoky Mountains to the Pacific Ocean and all points in between, you're on the high road, the voice of the exhausted majority. In times of crisis, the American Red Cross is there for the men and women of the United States Armed Forces and their families. From communicating messages during emergencies to outreach to the National Guard and Reserves to veterans' assistance and military hospital visits, the Red Cross provides vital services. Support the Red Cross service to the Armed Forces and change a life, starting with your own. To find out how you can help, visit www.redcross.org or contact your local chapter of the American Red Cross. Thank you. Welcome back to The High Road. I'm Donnie Hall. I have a small confession to make. Prior to producing our first episode of The High Road, I had never listened to a podcast. I know. I just hadn't. For a long, long time, friends have been suggesting that I launch my own program. Despite their earlier bad advice, I finally came up with something I could believe in. The High Road. With that said, I started listening to a podcast this week. It's Bill Gaither's More Than The Music. The episodes are from a couple of years ago, but I've heard Bill interview Larry Gatlin, the country supergroup Alabama, And right now, I'm listening to an episode where Bill is talking with his longtime comedy foil, Mark Lowry. During the latest interview, Bill went political for just a minute. And through his experience of more than 80 years of life, he gave politicians a mulligan. Here's Bill Gaither. Apostle Paul says, daily renew your mind. Daily renew your mind. So, but rather than changing, let's use the word growing. I mean, I I, I mean, that thing that we're backing up to, I you know, the thing the, 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 there were some absolutes that I backed up to 20, 30 years, you know, I've grown from that. And I will give a politician room when he says, you know what, when I was 35, I, you know, you know, I, I seriously believe that. Yes, I said that. I said that. But since then I have grown and I've learned and and and, and from a scriptural perspective even a christian perspective uh it's changed my attitude about uh, about that. So I could not agree more. When I was 25 or 30, well, I'd like to be able to select all and delete most of the things I said, wrote, and or thought. <laughs> I have grown since then and I see things from a different higher and more spiritual perspective. However, there are a few thoughts from back then I may want to circle back around to, like a viable third party in America. But alas, that's a topic for another time. Let's, uh, let's go to the news headlines. This is still a developing story. In Lewiston, Maine, at least 18 people are dead after a mass shooting allegedly committed by 40-year-old Robert Carr. This rampage in Maine is the deadliest U.S. shooting since the Ovalde school massacre in Texas. It is, according to the Gun Violence Archive, the 565th incident this year where four or more people are shot, excluding the shooter. Now, don't get me wrong. I am 100% a supporter of the Second Amendment. 100%. But our state and federal governments have to up their games when it comes to mental health treatment and keeping guns out of the hands of wackos. Folks, when are we going to get the guns out of the hands of these crazy people? Y'all, I lived in Paducah, Kentucky during the aftermath of the Heath High School shooting. I even ran a 5K with one of the brave gunshot survivors of that terrible day. They said she'd never walk again. We ran 5Ks together. That mass shooting became personal to me. Earlier this year in Nashville, a shooting at the Covenant School struck me in the heart. For 14 years, I was a member of Covenant Presbyterian Church, where the school is located. I was personally acquainted with two of the adults killed in that incident. And I'm happy to say a friend of mine, a teacher there, thankfully evacuated his students and himself from harm's way that day. That one is very, very, very personal to me. Tonight... There are 18 people in Lewiston, Maine, who will not be going home to their families. Although I don't think I knew any of the victims personally, this shooting is personal for me now as well. We have to up our game and tackle these mental health issues before someone else you and I know and love doesn't make it home at the end of the day. In other news, Hurricane Otis made landfall in Acapulco, Mexico, killing at least 27 Oda surprised many when it rapidly increased from a tropical storm to a powerful Category 5 hurricane. So, let's keep the people of Lewiston, Maine and Acapulco, Mexico in our prayers. Now, even though the House Speaker situation seems to be resolved, the LA Times had an interesting editorial this week. The headline screamed, The GOP is broken and the nation is paying the price in House Speaker turmoil. There was no byline on the article, per se. It simply said it was written by the Times editorial board. In the piece, the Times says the repeated failure of House Republicans to elect a speaker to succeed Kevin McCarthy is more than a political tragicomedy. It's a threat to the nation's interest at a time of turmoil in Ukraine and the Middle East and another looming deadline for avoiding a government shutdown. The editorial goes on to say, after three weeks of jockeying and insider drama, Republicans meeting behind closed doors on Tuesday nominated their third post-McCarthy candidate for speaker, House Majority Whip Tom Emmer of Minnesota. But Emmer dropped out of the runnings just as quickly as he got into it, perhaps, perhaps because he realized it was unlikely he would be elected on the floor with only Republican votes. After his nomination, several right-wing Republicans indicated that they wouldn't vote for him on the floor, and former President Trump chimed in on social media, disparaging Emmer as a rhino, Republican in name only. That begs the question, what is a Republican? Does it look like Lincoln, Coolidge, Reagan, or Trump? Okay, granted, this editorial is a little bit of old news now, because Congress has picked Mike Johnson as the new speaker. But what the Times says hits home with our message of taking the high road. The paper wrote, The flimsy and fractious Republican majority in the House divides several ways. Some observers, borrowing from the lingo of organized crime, refer to the factions as the five families, which is, One reason unity on a replacement speaker has been elusive. If House Republicans can't get it together to elect a speaker soon, it may be time for a bipartisan initiative to choose new leadership. In other words, the LA Times is saying, take the high road. My father preached to his five children, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Why then? Please tell me, why does the former president still believe name-calling is the right way to go about business? I mean, he's already been fined $10,000 by a New York court because of his schoolyard bully tactics. Granted, the ultracons make up only 6% of the voting populace. In my home county, it's probably more like 60%, but across the country, it is still only 6%. We, the political middle... The exhausted majority are 86%. It's high time that the Republicans and Democrats, the ultra cons and ultra libs, get on the high road. Stop the name calling, which only appeases an ignorant base. I want to say that again. Stop the name calling, which only appeases an ignorant base. Stop the party line politics, which demands my way or no way. Let's get back to doing what's right for America, even if it involves a little give and take on both sides. I'm just saying, the high road is the right road. We'll be back right after this short break. Powered by Spotify, you're listening to The High Road. There's more right after this. I'm John O'Hurley, and I support paralyzed veterans of America because our heroes have sacrificed so much for our independence. I had just come home. I had noticed my legs were swept. Next thing I know, it was three weeks later, I was paralyzed. PVA has brought me back to life. While parachuting with my platoon, my parachute didn't open. It left me paralyzed. I just don't think my family would be as happy as they are without the support that I received from Paralyzed Veterans of America. For more than 75 years, Paralyzed Veterans of America has kept a promise to never leave a fallen hero behind. That's why Paralyzed Veterans of America is providing specialized medical care, life-changing treatments, benefits our heroes earned, the jobs they want, and the accessible vehicles and homes they need. Our Paralyzed Veterans have helped us live the lives we enjoy today. It's our turn to give them the best lives possible. To learn more, go to pva.org today. I'm Reba McIntyre. Growing up in Oklahoma, I had big dreams of becoming a successful country music singer, but I also knew the odds were against me and that I needed an education to fall back on. Studying never got in the way of my dreams. In fact, school gave me lots of opportunities I wouldn't have had otherwise with my career. Please stay in school and try your best. You never know where a good education might take you. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. We're back. This is the High Road, and I'm your host, Donnie Hall. As a lifelong Republican, I fear my party, the party of Ronald Reagan, has lost its way. At times I fear it's lost its ever-loving mind. The Pew Research Center reported back in June Republicans and I quote, Republicans and Democrats are more divided along ideological lines, and partisan antipathy is deeper and more extensive than at any point in the last two decades. These trends, notes the report, manifest themselves in myriad ways, both in politics and in everyday life. And a new survey of 10,000 adults nationwide finds that these divisions are greatest among those who are most engaged. The report went on to mention the overall share of Americans who express consistently conservative or consistently liberal opinions has doubled in the past two decades, from 10% to 21%. Even at 21% who identify as ultracons or ultra-libs, that leaves 79% somewhere in the middle. It's you and me the 79 out of 100 Americans who don't drink the Kool-Aid of the extreme left or extreme right. Pew says many of those in the center remain on the edges of the political playing field, while the most ideologically oriented and politically rancorous Americans make their voices heard. For years, the minority squawkers are and have been making the most noise from the Atlantic to the Pacific, It is high time for us, the exhausted majority, to have our voices heard. I I hate hitting you over the head with numbers and statistics. I feel like Ross Perot with his graphs when he ran for president. Nevertheless, poll numbers from reputable organizations like Gallup and the Pew Research Center can confirm things we already suspected or in likeness to mindsets of which we had no clue. A week or two ago, I was having coffee with one of my political mentors, a Republican. Well, he had coffee, I had a Diet Coke. <laughs> anyway, during the course of our conversation, I mentioned when he had been minority leader, and yes, the Republicans were once the minority party in Tennessee, he he must have had a lot of compromising to, to do to get anything accomplished. He told me, Donnie, I don't think there is that much that Republicans and Democrats differ on. 80 to 85% of the issues out there we can agree on. It's only 15 to 20%, if that much, where we differ. So why then are we allowing 15 to 20% to drive us so far apart? Can we not accentuate the positives of the 80 to 85% that we do agree on? According to Pew, partisan animosity has increased over the last couple of decades. In each party, their highly negative view of the opposing party has more than doubled since 1994. Most of these intense partisans believe the opposing party's policies are so I quote here are so misguided that they threaten the nation's well-being. Here's an example of how crazy things are getting. Last year, when I was campaigning for office, someone at an event informed me that the people were claiming I was a Democrat because my signs were blue. My retort was, President Reagan had blue signs with white letters, just like mine, and no one accused him of being a Democrat. The truth is, a group called Deerdorf Associates did a study many years ago regarding political signs. Their study found a blue background with white letters stands out most in nature. So, I went with the blue signs. It wasn't a crips or blood statement. It wasn't a Democrat-Republican thing. It was simply that blue signs stood out best. It's just crazy that someone can make an opinion of you, a wrong opinion at that, based solely on the color of your cotton-picking campaign sign. But that's what seems to be happening all the time in the political world. Assumptions are made far too often without any basis of fact. Whomever it was that was so ultra-right entrenched that they could see a blue campaign sign and believe it was the mark of the enemy, well, that's just stupid. So, where does American political ideology stand? According to a report from this month's Gallup, the percentage of people who consider themselves moderates has grown to 37%. Those who labeled themselves conservative fell to 36%, and liberal identifiers fell to a mere 25%. So, how is it then that the largest block of voters, the moderates, the middle of the road, have the weakest voice in the game? We moderates or centrists, for many reasons, cannot fully identify with either the Democrats or the Republicans. We just want them to practice a little compromise and do what is best for the country. But why is our voice not heard? I might suggest that it's because we have no place to hang our hats. There's not a party or a group, except maybe this podcast, where our voices can be heard. According to Gallup, with independents being the largest political group and with more independents describing themselves as moderates than anything else, it may be getting harder for the two major parties to hold political power when they pursue policies too far from the middle. This may be one reason that party control of the presidency and Congress has alternated as much as it has over the past 25 years. Hey, Congress. Congress, are you listening? Pay attention. The center is rising. You can get on the high road or keep doing what you've been doing. It's up to you. All right, coming up in 90 seconds, we'll have some good news for you. So stick around. You're in tune with the voice of the exhausted majority. This is the high road with Donnie Hall. Did you know the safest way for babies to sleep is on their backs? Just having become a grandfather recently, I'm paying attention to these types of things. Sudden Infant Death Syndrome, or SIDS, is the leading cause of death in infants between one month and one year of age. You can reduce the risk of SIDS by placing babies on their backs to sleep for naps and at night. To learn more, call 1-800-505-CRIB. That's 1-800-505-2742. This is a public service of The High Road. What is dedication? My biggest fear in the middle of my addiction was that my kids wouldn't have a father. And I started thinking, you know what? This isn't my story. I definitely had to become a better man to be a better father. It's important to me that my kids are empowered and truly believe that if, if they can think it, they can do it. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. In many countries around the world, medical care is scarce. Countless millions have no access to safe surgery. Mercy Ships is there to help. Mercy Ships provides free surgeries for the thousands of those who are waiting for surgery at each port. Mercy Ships is bringing services to countries that would otherwise never be able to access those services. Find out how you can help by visiting our website at mercyships.org. That's mercyships.org. Hello, and welcome back to The High Road. Despite all the bad stuff we talk about, because politics is pretty much just bad stuff, there's still a lot of good news that happens from sea to shining sea. It was 61 years ago when one man in the right place at the right time did the right thing, saving the world from probably nuclear war. Vasily Arkhipov, known as the man who saved the world during the 1962 Cuban Missile Crisis, stood down two other officers aboard a Russian submarine to prevent the launching of a nuclear torpedo salvo against the U.S. Navy. Even six decades later, that's what I call good news. Talk about man's best friend, The Washington Post reports a teenager was having a stroke late at night, but his dog saved him by alerting other family members of the medical emergency. And a new study says Tai Chi can curb Parkinson's disease symptoms for years and lower the amount of needed drug doses. And with all the talk of AI and how it can displace jobs, here's a good story regarding what technology can do. In an article by Andy Corbley this week, Corbley writes for Yahoo News, Google doesn't just use satellite data and machine learning to help you find a restaurant in the city you're visiting. It is actively protecting developing countries from flooding. Last August, areas of Chile witnessed devastating floods that left thousands of people homeless. But... Many were able to gather critical belongings and evacuate because Google sent out warnings two days in advance through their flood hub modeling tool. It was long thought that predicting river floods was impossible because of the number of factors that go beyond simple rainfall and weather reports. Things like soil composition and topography also factor into predicting when a river may flood. Since Flood Hub was launched in India in 2018, the model has been used across dozens of countries. This monsoon season in India and Bangladesh, Flood Hub sent out some 45 million alerts. Google has also partnered with a disaster recovery NGO called GiveDirectly, which is pioneering a platform that allows them to send money directly to people who receive Flood Hub evacuation alerts. Giving them funds to afford relocation. And that, folks, is some really good news. We'll have some final thoughts coming at you in just 30 seconds. More of the high road is coming your way right after this short break. I am alive. These three short words may be all that it's needed to ease the minds of distraught loved ones half a world away. Every year, conflict, disaster, Migration and other humanitarian emergencies separate families internationally. Through the Restoring Family Links program, the American Red Cross is there to reunite them. If you're looking for a loved one, begin your free and confidential search today by contacting the American Red Cross or visit redcross.org. Welcome back for a few final thoughts from The High Road. Well, now that the U.S. House of Representatives has a speaker again, maybe they can get back to the business of running the country. I know in the near term, something will have to be done to avert another government shutdown, and places like Ukraine and Israel are patiently waiting for Congress to approve sending more ammunition to help them in their current conflicts. A lot of news sources have written about the job North Carolina Republican Patrick McHenry did in keeping Congress in some semblance of order during all the recent chaos. The Wall Street Journal writes how Patrick McHenry kept house running after GOP's political suicide. The Washington Times says McHenry calls the last three weeks the dumbest set of politics ever by a majority party. The Hill writes, McHenry is the reluctant center of House speakership storm. And a political headline reads, Pure Anger. McHenry vents after acting speaker run. In the piece by Eleanor Mueller, she writes, Representative Patrick McHenry, fresh off a brutal three-week stint as caretaker speaker, revealed Thursday how exasperating the episode was and sounded less than confident about the House GOP's unity. McHenry revealed that he was thinking, according to Mueller, in the moments after he became the acting speaker pro tempore and gave the gavel bang that was heard around the world, pure anger. McHenry described an attempt to stay above the fray as he held the House together. He said he rejected multiple requests by Republicans and Democrats for him to act on legislation. I was focused on my role and being facilitator and steward of the office, McHenry was quoted as saying. Well, Representative McHenry, thank you for a job well done and maintaining the high road above all the drama that played out over the past weeks. Now, our quote of the day comes from former President Teddy Roosevelt. Roosevelt said, The most important single ingredient in the formula of success is knowing how to get along with people. That's truly the high road. Great words from a great man. Next time on the high road, we'll be checking in and seeing how things are going in Congress under the new speaker. We'll also look at some ideas how the exhausted majority can find our voice amongst all the chaos from the ultra libs and ultra cons. Until then, thanks for joining us and remember, the high road is always the best road. (laughs) Oh, 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 oh oh, 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 oh